to show. What's up, everybody? It's Dante. We're doing another episode here of Off the Mats Podcast. And this week's episode is a fun, special episode for me because I'm having a returning guest on, our good friend Johan out in Sweden. Uh, Last time he was on, we discussed, you know, doing another episode and, you know, doing a UFC fight car review. We went ahead and decided we're going to do a review of UFC 263, which was a, you know, really fun car, uh, especially the main car more so than anything. So um, without further ado, Johan, welcome, my friend. Thank you. Great to be here again. Great to have you on. Um, how, how you been? How you feeling? Yeah, uh, well, except the kind of busy weekend with work and all that. Uh, it, 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 it's been fine. Uh, the summer is here. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Swedish summer is nice. <laughs> except today, it's been, it, it has been raining, so I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I slept to, to around 12 this noon because I worked night. So. Hmm. I'm fine. Good. Actually, uh, whenever you put up posts um, of you guys grappling outside, the this uh, Swedish summers look beautiful uh, compared to here. It's gross, sweaty, humid, sticky, yuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was visiting visiting Indiana and the mid uh, Midwest, and that summer is kind of the same as here. So. <clears throat> on the good days, it, it, it's really nice. On the bad day, days, it's really, really bad. So we get uh, on-off, I, I would say. <laughs> and we uh, we don't go out and train when when it's when, when it's when it's raining either. So <laughs> you only get get to see the good parts. Well, sometimes that's all that counts. I mean, I'm in Maryland, so yeah, it it doesn't even in Maryland. It might be you'll wake up in the morning and it's. 30 degrees, then by noon, it's 70 degrees, then by four o'clock, it's 90 degrees, you know, and then by, you know, eight o'clock, it's a a thunderstorm. So we never know what we're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, it sounds exciting, at least. I mean, (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Definitely keeps us on our toes. Uh, Yeah. uh, With the UFC fight card uh, for UFC 263. I know we discuss coming back together and just kind of doing a review and just, you know, kind of discussing each fight one by one going down the line. Uh, more so the main card, just because with the prelims, we got a whole bunch involved. I think you said like in total about 12 fights. Yeah. And uh, it, I would say it wasn't that exciting. And uh, the names were, well, some kind of famous names but otherwise yeah low, low tire fighters so but uh, yeah i was watching now by the prelim cards and all all, all decisions so <laughs> like, uh, when i was watching it yesterday it was like i i don't know even what to, what to say about the fights because they were kind of melt melts in together everything well i think sometimes i don't know i'm weird about decisions because Especially if I pay, you know, for the main card and it's all decisions. And I say to myself, well, I got my money's worth. You know, I got to watch them all. Um, but yeah. for, for excitement's sake, you know, you want to see a submission. You want to see a knockout. You know, 
like like watching Ashley Yoder, all yeah. her fights go to decisions, but at least like with her decisions, it's action packed nonstop from beginning to end. So there's that. Yeah. Good good fights. It's good fights. I mean, you don't want to see a knockout in three seconds either because <laughs> i mean uh, we we i mean we we get our cards here for free but you pay for them in like <laughs> three seconds <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. it's bad so yeah yeah i mean for a fight party when you have guests yeah. over you know people who don't normally watch fights that's what they want to see because they're not paying anywhere they're like oh yeah. we want to see a flash knockout or we want to see mm-hmm. an arm break and it's like mm-hmm. man i don't want to see none of that no Yes. All right, so let's go ahead Um, take a look at the, the main part here. So we have Paul Craig versus um, Jamal Hill. And yeah. what did you think about uh, that fight there? I mean, it, it, the first rounder ended in the first round. So, Yeah, I actually thought Jamal Hill would have better chance than he had. And I think the betting odds were against Craig too, if I, at least the Swedish ones. But... Uh, yeah, um, as a jiu-jitsu fighter, I'm happy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it's one of the few times you see someone pull guard yeah. and actually su- succeed with it. it. Was like once uh, Paul Craig got a hold of that arm, like it, it was like uh, it was like a, a crazy animal on a piece of meat. He like yeah. he had that arm and was not letting go of that arm. So, yeah. And- and uh, I'm kind of surprised that he could keep the arm because I mean, mm-hmm. you you know how hard it is to to grapple no gi and yeah. keep control of someone. But at the same time, it was in the beginning of the fight, so mm-hmm. I suspect that they were both dry and they could just latch on and keep keep the arm. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't a lot of um, opposition with the sweat, so. Um, but even still, though, it you know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm the sweaty guy at the gym, so. You know, I I can speak to a little bit of sweat, but, you know, even early on, you can still kind of get loose because when you have the gi on, you have that traction that's kind of keeping you in place. No gi, you can kind of slide out of there, sweat or no sweat, but it is a lot easier to maintain control when there isn't sweat. So I I think that definitely contributed to him controlling that arm as long as he did. But I was just shocked to see you know, how well he kept the arm and just every, everywhere that uh Hill went, Craig, you know, he was on that arm. He was not letting go and ultimately ended with a um, snap. Yeah. Very, very nasty. <laughs> I know they're professionals. I get it. And maybe this is why I am not a fighter. But... Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's a, uh... Uh, difference between a normal pers- person and and them. I mean, come on. <laughs> you're not snapping my arm. Like, like, <laughs> like, I'll go out for a choke. I'll go to sleep. But yep. you are not breaking any of my limbs. I got stuff to do the yep. next day. I got, <laughs> I got hobbies. I got a family. <laughs> I probably got to mow the lawn. I don't know. <laughs> but that that like just and then seeing the arm dangle. That's yep. what got me. I was like. I feel like he looked down at his arm. I don't. It's almost like he looked at it in disbelief. Like, eh, yeah, that's not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really bad. And I wonder what the re- referee was thinking at, at that point of time. I mean, mm. 
the arm was clearly broken and you saw it in i mean he he had it kind of like in um nearly kimura position and mm -hmm. cranked it bad so i'm i'm not sure how the referee didn't saw that uh, i think there was a point also um if I remember correctly, it looked like Hill was trying to tap, possibly, uh, or he maybe maybe he was considering tapping. I don't know, um, but it just looked a little like that. That could have been prevented, I think. Yeah, I think I know where what you mean. It was like when when Craig went belly down and right right before he snapped the arm, it, it looks like he was about to tap, and then the arm broke and he. He didn't tap, so I, I I don't know if he was waiting for the referee to stop the fight or or whatever. I I wonder if with the tap or uh, with the with the arm breaking, and and this is another level of toughness. If once the arm broke, he probably just thought, well, may as well keep going now. Yeah, maybe. And and he didn't say a thing. He didn't scream. He didn't. His face was like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, it was crazy. I mean, we we've seen this before. I think it was Tim Silva. Mm -hmm. Was it uh, uh, Tim Silva? Frank Frank, Frank Mir and uh, Tim Sylvia. Um, and uh, for an arm bar, yeah, like a yeah. straight snap. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, and then Jacare, uh, just a few weeks back. Yeah, 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 that uh, too. But oh, uh, actually, I have the fight on in the background. Actually, as mm -hmm. we're talking, yeah. and we're right at that point. He just went belly down. And you see, I don't know that it was a tap. It looks like his, he, it looked like he might've just been kind of fighting for position. I thought it was a tap, like, you know, just kind yeah. of arm flailing. I thought it was a tap. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but he was fighting. He's, he's, he's yeah. in the triangle and he's sitting there punching him back. Like, nah, man, <laughs> I'm getting out of this, <laughs> but it, it's just that was a an interesting fight. And yeah, I thought Hill, you know, going into this, I, I liked his chances of, of winning this fight. But, you know, fate had other plans by, you know, snapping that arm. But he, he's tough. Like you said, no screaming, no noise, no nothing. He, I screamed. <laughs> well, I, I, I was at work, so I couldn't scream. But I was like, okay, this is nasty. <laughs> It, it oh my god it, it looked oh wow and i'm looking at him right now he's just sitting there and he's just looking at his arm like he is yeah. extremely calm that's yeah. psych psychopath level right there yeah he was like like sitting there and looking at it in disbelief or something i don't know and maybe yeah yeah but a good win for for craig and yeah. i think um that type of of uh, jiu -jitsu, when he's in light heavyweight that can making go far yeah uh I, I think that's something that is kind of missing in those higher weight classes is you you get grappling more so just kind of brute like aggression but you don't really get a whole lot of technique and and um like you know if they get their back you know they'll go for the rear neck choke but you don't really see a whole lot like triangles arm bars omoplatas you know things like that uh, with the heavier weights, at least. So him at light heavyweight, first off, pulling guard, wild. Um, and, yeah. and then actually sticking with his jiu-jitsu. That's good for him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what his next fight's going to be. 
and you know see him move up the ranks. I, I think, you know, I think he's got a good shot as long as you know, you know, he can keep that game versatile. I think he's got yeah. a good shot at moving up quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, I think if he starts to uh, work on takedowns too, and and can get on top, I think he can be really, really dangerous. So, yep. uh, uh, and as you say, I I think at that weight class, light heavyweight, heavyweight, it's seldom you see submissions from bottom or mm-hmm. uh, when when you see uh, grappling, it's often from the, from the top, ne- yeah. never from the bottom. Yeah, that 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 is true. Which I mean, again, if he could, you know, work out takedowns, uh, and even just not even so much takedowns, but you know, even getting it to the ground, one way or the other. I, I just yeah. think pulling guard in an MMA fight is extremely risky and questionable. But yeah, few guys can pull it off. But uh, I mean, you have guys like Ryan, Ryan Hall. For example, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we do. But they're ridiculous. So uh, mm-hmm. kind of one in hundred, so or two in hundred. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking. For, I'm, I'm looking forward to see more more of this guy. For sure, for sure. Anytime there's a grappler, I I always want to see more. Um, yeah. It's just you know I'm biased, obviously. So. Yeah. Um. Then the next fight on the card, we had Damian Maya going up against um, Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. And that fight went about how I expected it to go. Yeah, I thought that Maya would have a little more advantage than he had. Uh, he usually gets the fight to the ground when he wants to get it to the ground. But I know Muhammad had really good rest- wrestling defense, so mm-hmm. I suspected it would go to decision. But uh, I also thought that they may would at least get him down a few more more times so with damian maya like i think at this point too for him I and mean, i know you know he, he's a professional athlete so leaps and bounds ahead of me he and i are the same age yeah. and i i know for me trying to get that takedown <laughs> on anyone it's it, it's taxing it, it it takes a lot, and if you don't get it that first time, you just burn a lot of energy. You're going yeah. for it that second time, and you burn a lot more. And you can see it with him each time he shot for the single leg. Yeah, and it gets discouraging too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can't get the take time, you start you stop believing in yourself. And uh, but you see, he's still going for it in in, in the third round. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Damian Maya, one thing that I did admire about early on his career when uh, he was fighting at middleweight, you know, with Anderson Silva, Chelson and Nate Marquardt, all those fights um, that he had, you know, he was strictly jujitsu. Yeah. Nothing yeah. He said in an interview, I think, that he didn't even want to beat beat on the guy. <laughs> I think he said something about uh, he wanted to prove that you can win in uh, UFC without uh, Hitting, hitting your opponent. Uh, yeah. He changed that for just a few <laughs> a few fights yeah. down the line. But uh, yeah, it was. Well, his, I like that he, strong. I like that he went. You know, worked on his striking, and you know, tried to really, really uh, even out his game. Though, you know, obviously with striking, is it's, it's going to take um, 
a, a lot of time to really hone that striking. But, you know, I, I think a lot of his striking, much like uh, Ben Askren and a lot of grapplers, they, they just use the striking to set up their takedowns. Verdum actually improved his striking and kind of started really, really relying on his striking in his matches. Yeah, yeah I think the new people that started to watch MMA just in the f- for a few years ago see hella saw Verdum as a striker not a <laughs> BJJ guy um, uh, but I mean if you follow him from Pride you know he was from the beginning his striking was awful so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, which is good because he knew that though he he understood yeah. and he went back retooled it and came back out and I, I think to his detriment though with him losing his title to Stipe, part of that was him chasing Stipe down, trying to strike with him, and Stipe yeah. caught him. Uh, you know, so you know it, his striking definitely improved to help him, but I think it also was you know what cost him his title uh, with yeah, with Stipe. I think, I think he went and trained with Crew Cop there for a while. Yes, he, he taught him. Uh, be the day and crook uh, of talking talk striking and I, I see that combination was really good for them both so. oh yeah for sure yeah i checked him out just now and i saw he only been finished by strikes three times in his career i uh, you know that's that's just wild to think because his career is it's not like his career is short no <laughs> he's been at it for a while so um but you know, with da- back to uh, Damian Meyer, though, the my question becomes: at this point for him, he's forty three, and you know, at this point, I, I think most fighters kind of have a you know beat on his game. Knowing yeah. I keep him up, and you can win. Like, where do you think he goes from here? Uh, I think. Uh, he hinted about retirement really before. I think he said he had a few fight lefts, but the, I know he he has been through, been uh, saying that he wants to go back and, uh, and compete in uh, in grappling. So I think this might be his final fight. I think it was his final fight on the UFC contract too. So hmm. we, we'll see. But uh, I think mostly. Well, you, you see this all all the time in MMA. They go go in, into retirement and they come back a few a few years later and so on. So, yeah. uh, I think it's hard for a fighter to just retire. I mean, it's a, so it's a big part of their personality and life. Mm-hmm. But in Maya's case, if he can continue to uh, to compete in grappling, I think he he when he retired from MMA, he would probably stay retired. I think. Yeah, I agree. And he has nothing more to prove either. I mean, he didn't get the title, but he has fought everyone and uh, is still kind of, uh, I mean, he's still, a f- people still will have problem with him, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, he, sh- he, he should hang up the gloves and do other stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a fan of his, I, I would like to honestly see him just retire from MMA because you know, he's done all that he, you know, can do. Yeah, he didn't get the title. He's fought for it twice uh, at middle and welterweight. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and he's not getting any younger. So no. it's just, yeah, just roll out, you know. 
he had a, a, a fun career, uh, you know, beat, you know, you know, some really good fighters in there and in his losses, especially early on, it's not like he had cheap losses either. You know, Nate Marquardt and, uh, you know, even with Nate Marquardt's knockout of him, that was a weird one to me because he went in for what I believe he maybe was going for a flying knee. He jumped, (laughs) Nate hit him and he dropped and the ref called the fight. And it's like, I don't know. He might've, I mean, maybe the refs, you know, looked at his eyes like, Oh, those things are glossed over. He's done maybe, but he, you know, didn't look like he was out. So that's was wild. Yeah. It wasn't a, bad knockout when he was all flat out and i think also that was during the point of time when he he was trying to be a stand-up fighter he had a few fights when he where he tried to be a stand-up fighter and then he went yeah. back to, to to his grappling so but uh, i think also uh, ufc will only match him against new up-and-comers so yeah for him it will only be more more damage and more punishment he he, he won't climb in rank and yeah and I don't think either he has he needs he needs the money. So no, I don't just, think so. He should just hang up, and I think he will be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So, but um, yeah. but but Muhammad, you know, on the you know other side of that though too, yeah. young up and coming fighter. I mean, he looked good. You know, he yeah, he definitely had a, a you know a smart game, understood what to do. His striking didn't look, you know, at all bad. And his takedown defense, uh, you know, against Damian Maia, of all people, you know, held very strong. So, you know, another fighter on this card that has a bright future. And yeah. uh, he asked for Maia, I think, too. He, he wanted to test himself against a good bra- grappler. So, I mean, he's mm-hmm. from... He he's on on his way upward, so I think yeah. uh, he 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 has the tools to cause a lot of problems for for the for the rest of the welterweight division. Yeah, and I, I think that division need like the welterweight division is a good strong division, but it it'd be nice to see some of those uh, newer guys start moving up and yeah. becoming a problem for the top five. Yeah, uh, we we they are are in the need of a few more. Uh, have a few more fighters which can compete on, on the higher level there. Well, yeah. they have fighters that can that can compete on, on the higher level, but uh, it, the division have been been kind of slow for a while now. Yeah, so well, I mean, we're getting a lot of um, kind of rotating repeat fights. Yeah. I mean, right now you had um, Uzman defend against Jorge Masvidal. You know, again. Uh, you know, Kobe wants to, you know, get another shot at him. Um, you know, and, and it's just like, again, you know, the musical chairs are the same few guys. I mean, it, it's like, it's good. Let's get these younger guys up that ladder. Um, and, you know, since we're talking about, you know, the welterweight division and the mm-hmm. contenders right into the next fight, Leon Edwards um, look, look pretty good. Uh, looks re- really, really good. And, uh, uh, I I didn't I well I was kind of surprised uh, uh, with his wrestling. I mean mm-hmm. I know he's a, he's a pretty good grappler, but I mean going up against Nate Nate Diaz and uh, out wrestling him and out grapple him. Yeah, he had his yeah. back. Was it two times to do, during the fight? Yeah, I mean I, I think in the first round he securely had his back too. Just yeah. like 
So I, I text, uh, I text my buddy and it was like, he, he's not really huge into MMA, but you know, he, he gets, you know, a little bit of it. And I text him. I was like, yo, Leon Edwards on Nate uh, Diaz's back right now is wild as fuck. Oh. It, it's, it's blowing my mind. The fact that he has his back and it's not even like, you know, it's not sloppy. It's not like, you know, he got shook off. He got his back oh. and then got shook off. He got the back and stayed there for a while. Yeah. And, uh, outstruck him too. Most, yep. for most of the fight. So, uh, I don't know. Diaz said that he had problems with the motivation, but I don't know. I mean, he is what he is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean the, the Diaz brothers, uh, oh, they, yeah. they, they, they do their thing. So, yeah, they 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 show up when they want to show up. They fight when they want to fight. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised he even took this fight at all, to be honest. Yeah, uh, he has been gunning for bigger fights, I think. But at, so, uh, at the other hand, I think Leon Edwards has been. He always has been a fighter, which uh, I think been underappreciated. Mm -hmm. uh, but when he, they start to connecting to uh, to Hamzad Shimawi, I think he got a little more leverage so and that's when yeah. nate jumped in well i mean leon edwards um I, i'm not sure you know a lot of weird stuff started happening with the rankings because he was ranked number three and you know COVID happened and then uh fights were falling apart they, they were saying he wasn't taking fights and he was saying he was being offered fights. They're offering him like lower rank guys. He was like, well, no, I want to fight guys, you know, on my skill level up here in the top five, you know, and it just got weird. But he's definitely a top fighter. I mean, especially, you know, seeing the fight against Nate, you could clearly see he belongs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thing with going up against uh, Nate or <laughs> Or end of the Diaz brothers is you can you also can see how composed they are, if they mm -hmm. can stay away from getting drawn in, in into their shenanigans in the octagon. You can see that and Leon Edwards didn't give a fuck. He just did did his thing, and that's what won him the fight too. Yeah, I mean he he came in. He said, "Look, I'm here to fight. I'm not here yeah. to play games," and he did just that. Now, so I didn't realize with that fight as i was watching it, it it was five rounds yeah uh, i got surprised too i was i i didn't check the, the clock down in the corner either so i was like okay three rounds okay he won so, wait is it four rounds oh so, yeah <laughs> so i don't know maybe they tested him to see if he can outlast five rounds too so maybe he get he get the title shot next time. I I don't know. We'll see. So, or two or one or two fights away. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he he should be next. Well, so next in line is a weird thing because I don't know. I think Kobe. Yeah, is next, and I think what he are, should be next after that. Yeah, what a hard Kobe is next, and yeah, I don't know that person is weird so <laughs> i mean it's it, it feels like he can just jump off the fight at any time or he can take the fight i, I don't know so we we'll see but 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 edward should, should should be next i think i agree in well and even when um uzman fought uh kobe the first time that that fight was very very close like yeah i, I love watching that fight i go back and watch it 
quite often. And like up until the stoppage, I think Kobe was winning that fight. Um, if yeah. not, it was super close where ugh, it, it could have gone either way, I think. But, you know, with the stoppage, obviously we know. But yeah. 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 I I, I got a little bit flashback till well, when Alexander met um, John Jones for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was that type of fight. You don't really know. You have a feeling about, well, I think this guy is having leverage. But if it had gone to the judges, well, yeah. you, you, you you don't know. And uh, I wouldn't be uh, this happy with any of them winning either because it was such, such a close fight. So, Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing when it comes to, like, the the title fights, the champions, and it's and it's so close. It tends to go to the champion because it is a matter of you need to come in and definitively beat the champ. Yeah, but I don't know, like like Alexander Gustafson, his fights with John Jones, that that first one, I, like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, he definitely beat John Jones. The second time I watched, it was like, mm, that might have been a draw. Yeah, yeah, I I I feel the same thing, and I'm <laughs> and I'm a Swede, so for, first time I I thought it was robbed, but when I looked at mm-hmm. it uh, some more, I thought, well, it is a really really close fight. So yeah, he might have won, he might not have won, but uh, either way, if if he had won, it, it they, they would have put out put put up a rematch directly. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you know the Usman Kobe Covington fight. It, you know, kind of was in the same boat where it's like it could have been a draw or like I, I didn't feel like like with John Jones and Alex, Alexander Gustafson, I personally, after watching it so many times, like I don't know that John Jones won, but, you know, at it, the very worst, it's a it's a draw. Yeah. Um, And then looking at the Usman uh, Covington fights. But like watching it, I feel like Kobe was winning a fight. But I'm not an official judge, so I don't know shit. Number one, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then number two, it, it was close, so it could have been one of those situations where it could have gone to Usman because it was so close, or it could have been a draw. But again, he broke his jaw and stopped the fight, so it didn't matter. Uh, but but a lot of those fights, uh, you know, those those types of fights are good. When uh, Frankie yep. Edgar fought Gray Maynard uh, the second oh, yeah. time, and that that went to a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and our co-main event here, the you know the the first fight um, went to a draw as well. So yeah. w- you know those close fights, they're good, and that you know that's what that's what you you know you show up to see. You want to see a good competitive fight yeah. where it's action packed, and l- the way that Leon Edwards moved against Nate Diaz, I'm confident that he can keep a good pace and put on a really good fight. I don't know that he could beat Usman. I don't know that he could beat Kobe Covington. Uh, yeah, that could be problem for him. Uh, well, we at least know he can take a punch. I mean, in yeah. the, last, <laughs> the last minute, there, I was, okay, is he going to lose now? <laughs> this will be crazy. Yeah. So, but uh, 
that's that's what 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 we know about uh, Nate also. I mean, you you can never count mm -hmm. him out. No, um, not at all. Uh, he he can uh, be under on the scorecard and uh, and submit the the person or just end them in the last round with a few seconds left. So yeah, with, with Nate. With either the Diaz is really they they are just you can never count them out, but also you know when you're looking at Nate, especially last night's fight, it's like he he was still in it. It wasn't like he was just getting ground and pounded the entire fight and just was dead to the world. No, he was still on his feet, still throwing punches, and you you saw him connect. And and Leon Edwards, you know, I thought it was over. Yeah. But he Nate paused and pointed. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's typical Diaz brothers. So yeah. Um, it, it actually happened also when uh Cody Garbrandt fought Dominic Cruz. Yeah. And he knocked down Dominic Cruz. Then he stepped back, laughed, and pointed. And it's like, dude. I mean, Grant, he won the fight. Oh. Unanimous decision. But I don't know. I'm just – I'm from a different school of thought. It's like you're there to fight. You're there to win in this fight. We're not in there playing. Yeah, and uh, that fight was also – I mean, they have been going back and forth with, uh, with all the shit talk and everything. I mean, it would have been – better for him to just finish the fight i mean in you know in, in that yeah. sense so i mean he he won uh, the the decision and it was a yeah a, a beat down but still yeah. uh, it would have looked better to finish him yeah i, I think he wanted to embarrass him too because yeah. like the team alpha male they hate dominic cruz <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it's like a whole team that hates one person which is kind of funny yeah it's like it, it, this one guy that this team cannot beat and they all hate him. So it's like, when we get the opportunity, we're going to embarrass this dude. We're going to put him on blast and make sure that he knows we don't like him. I know he knows you don't like him, but I don't know. It's, it's MMA is a wild sport in that way though, where you have sportsmanship that is lacking. And then you have sportsmanship that is beautiful, which, you know, takes us to the co-main event. Yeah. For uh, the flyweight title, um, where uh, Brandon Marino fought, uh, I can never pronounce the first name, but uh, Figure Figueredo, um, yeah. for the 125 pound title, yeah, that's a crazy fight. Um, I, I actually thought Figueroa Figueroa <laughs> would uh, would win the fight, I, I'm not sure why, really. When, when I when, when I looked back, back at it, it was some weird hunch. But based yeah. on the last last fight, when I watched it again, I was like, "Why do I even think this?" <laughs> because so, the fight was a draw, draw, and uh, I think uh, when well, I think Moreno even then had the tools to beat him, and maybe even beat him at that, at that fight. So I, I, I don't know. No, um, I I agree. I actually thought Figueroa was going to come into this fight and just beat the bricks off of him, but. It picked right back up where the last one left off, where it yeah. was super close, back and forth. Um, I think the first round, uh, Brandon Moreno definitely had the edge, but it was close. Yeah, I think uh, Figueroa didn't really got his things together. He 
was kind of stale in a way, but that's it's five rounds rounds. I mean, often they mm-hmm. just check out each other the first first round or yeah. post a bit just to see what's happened. So I didn't pay that much atten- attention to that. But yeah, it feels yeah from 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 the get to go. I think Moreno had had upper hand. So yeah, he. I mean, his grappling, you know, was was just there. You know, he. Yeah. Like every time they got down to the ground, if he could get it to the ground, he was on Figueredo like a wet tile towel. Yeah. You know, he just stuck to him everywhere he went. And, you know, we got his back the first time and it was like, OK, all right. You know, we, we see what you can do. Um, and Then when they, you know, come to our second round. It, it's you know more the same just you know good good action good back and forth i think uh moreno you know still was slightly ahead just looking at the action looking at the pace looking at the you know the shots landed uh but still couldn't count uh figueredo out no and, you know it, it's and, and again those are the types of fights i like where you just don't know yeah and the flyweight you will never get the boring fight there. I mean, often they want. Well, you want you won't see the biggest knockout in in that division. But damn, <laughs> yeah, they, they they come to fight and uh, uh, yeah. Well, in discounting Henry Cejudo, you know, it, it yeah. seems like most of the guys in that in that division. You know, and Henry Cejudo. I mean, obviously, he's playing a character too. Yeah. Um, he, he's a nice guy um, from from what I've seen, but it's like you know, on camera, it, it's this <laughs> character that he's playing, and everyone else, you know, on camera, they're they're themselves. They're nice guys, you know. Uh, Joseph Benavides, you know, uh, Brandon Marino, mm-hmm. uh, Figueredo, mm-hmm. you know, Dillashaw, all of them, you know, nice guys, and. You know, then you got Henry Cejudo, you know, just <laughs> being a, a character. You know, which I don't. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's completely done. I don't think he's coming back at all. But it would be interesting to see him, uh, you know, out there in, in the mix right now with this group. I think he would go out there and dominate uh, with this wrestling. But yeah. it it would be nice to see that challenge push at these guys. Uh, and with uh, Brandon Marino, what's really just exceptional about this win for him, it's just, again, the story, his story, yeah, the story. It, it's just like he, you know, gets cut by the UFC, goes to the LFA, you know, wins a couple fights there, gets the title, comes back to the UFC, you know, goes on like a little short win streak. Mm-hmm. And pushes the champ who at the time, you know, Figueredo looked unstoppable and he pushes him to a draw and, you know, come back to this next fight. And, you know, he's such a sweetheart. And that's that's the thing that's that's so, you know, scares like he's so sweet. He's always smiling, you know, just and then he gets in there. He's a killer. Yeah. And I mean, I think even Figueredo thought that. It was a good ending on this fight. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing with uh, the story, uh, the first Mexican champion, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it felt like, yeah, this was the best way to lose. Yeah, in in the sportsmanship, there was just beautiful. Like we were watching yeah. it um, right before I came down 
to uh, record with you, my wife and I were sitting there on the couch upstairs, mm-hmm. and I told her, like, you got to look at this. Like, you know, we watch it, we watch the finish, it, you know, the hugs and everything. And then after, you know, they put the belt on him, and Figueredo mm-hmm. goes over and lifts him up, and he's hugging him. I was like, dude, this is what I love about the sport. Yeah. It's just this this beautiful a beautiful moment like this where you know you have all this tension, all this trash talk, yeah. like it just this build up. And, and that's not necessarily between these two, but I mean in general in the sport. Yeah. And then you get a moment like this where it's like, dude, that's absolutely beautiful. Mm. So it, it makes me feel like there's hope after all. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was a weird moment there too when he had uh, well when uh, this referee had stopped the fight and he looked like he didn't really understand understood what happened he went around the, the octagon and looked like okay well yeah i won <laughs> but then it sunk in and he was like oh my god yeah. what did i just do <laughs> he's like wait i won oh wait i won <laughs> i'm the champ yeah um, you know, and again, that adds to that that charm to that win, the charm to his story. It's just in, I don't know, with the division, I don't know where it goes with him moving down the line, but I hope I hope he defends that belt a few times. Yeah, he, like, he's a really cool dude, really nice, great story. So it'd be nice to see him go out there defend that belt, you know, and, you know, a, a couple times and. You know, see where it goes from there. I, I I need to actually take a look at the flyweight rankings because I don't even know who's in line for what. No, I should be honest with you there too. I'm not even sure either. I don't think they're that many either. So no. And and it was a, such a weird division for a while. I mean, when Mighty Mouse was champion and it was like it, he he was the champion, and then you had. The next challenger was like ten steps down below yeah. in level. It was like, I mean, his fight was fighting children or something. It was really, really strange. Um, uh, or well, he 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 was really that good. So I don't know. Well, in the UFC, especially, he well, he really was that good. I think. Yeah. It, it was. He was just above everyone without question. I mean, it, you know, he went over to uh, one. And took uh, his first loss over there, which yeah. I don't like the way that people are kind of treating that because he got, you know, these sort of ground opponent, they're legal over there. And then that he, he caught a knee, but everybody's kind of mocking him. It was like, you know, because he had an interview and he was talking about, you know, you, you know, knees to a ground opponent should be allowed. And then that's how he lost. And I was like, haha, that's what you get. It's like, well, I mean, no, it's it's part of the game. I mean. He and he he knows it. He even said it. I think that those shots should be allowed. And yeah. he lost by it. He he wasn't crying about it. He wasn't complaining. So um No, and I think you, with one too, I think you often discredit that organization. But for, when you think about uh the divisions and the weight classes there, um most Asian people are in that weight class. So you how many good fighters are there over there, which you see never have seen a seen a, seen a blink of? Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, and 
yeah, I think for him it was a good, good, good thing to move move over there. I mean, he he, mm-hmm. he would get a good a, a good challenge. Yeah, uh, as we saw, got his second loss, third loss. Um, he, third, he, yeah. He, yeah, he, he 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 went up. Uh, he went up a, a weight class and, and lost two. I mean, I think was it against mm-hmm. Dominic Dominic Cruz? Too? So yes, yeah. he. So when he lost to Dominic Cruz, they didn't have the one twenty five division yet. Yeah, so exactly. He was, yeah. he was fighting at one thirty five, mm-hmm. and that's you know he was undersized. Yeah, he didn't move up. He didn't have a lower weight weight class to compete. Yeah, that that was the problem. Yeah, once they made the one twenty five. Mm-hmm he was able to shine. I mean, they brought in Ian McCall um, to go into that division because at the time when they did the 125 division, the, the flyweights, you know, in it just in the MMA rankings period, I think Ian McCall was kind of considered the top 125er yep. at the time. And then you had Benavidez, you had, um, I can't remember. There's one more and then mighty mouse. And, you know, it was really a thought. Okay, this is what that division is going to look like. It's going to be these yeah. four rotating. And was it Wilson McC- Ray? Yes. Uh, I or did it come in later? I think he came later. I want to say, um, whoever the fourth one was, it was. I feel like it was an American. Um, probably but, someone, I, someone from. Uh, that other organization, organization they bought up. Uh, well, yeah, but they, they weren't they weren't many in the weight class. No, not at all. Um, just looking at the current uh, flyweight division right now, I look. I know I'm a trash podcaster and I'm terrible with names. Okay, so y'all don't judge me. But we got Brandon Marino as the champ right now. Um. Figueredo as the number one, he, he dropped down. Uh, uh, Ascar, um, ask me, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name, but it looks like it's the same as the first name. Uh, <laughs> he, he's right behind Figueredo. You have uh, um, Alexander uh, Pantoja. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Um <laughs> He, he's there. Alex Perez. See, I know how to say words. Alex Perez is easy. Uh, Joseph Benavidez, which I believe he's actually retired or I was talking so. about it. I think so, too. Uh, do you sh- Did you check the official ranking now? Yeah, I, I'm looking at the uh, UFC um, rankings right now. That weird. That's weird because I'm 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 pretty sure he, he retired. But, well, sometimes they keep them in, in the ranking for like, I think, six months or something. Okay, in yeah, case, yeah. In in case they have a relapse and want to come back, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the way you you picked the words there perfectly. A relapse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, so the, you know, there are names there in a the division. It's just, um, you know, that 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 division though has been one of those ones where you're like people are lining up to watch you know, a, a flyweight title, even when Mighty Mouse was the champ, people weren't really clamoring about it um, no. outside of just his name. So, yeah, I think it's, it's it's weird in a way. I mean, it's like people don't want to see small guys fight. I don't know what, I mean, it's action-packed from the from the belt to the, so, to the lost bell ring, so I don't know. 
I, I think part of what that is though is people want to see the heavyweights because they know they'll get a yeah. knockout. But yeah. there, there's a better chance to there's a better chance though that you're gonna get two heavy guys leaning on each other for three to five rounds depending and huffing yeah. and puffing. So Yeah, I, I used to joke with my friend that in a heavyweight fight, if you don't get a knock- knockout or something happened in the first round, it it, it will go to decision. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you're going to bet on a heavyweight fight and you know uh, they don't really have knockout power, bet that uh, it will go over two rounds and you will win money. It's easy. <laughs> I mean, it, that's the the thing. Or just when you look at it, it's like, look, everybody that wants to see that flash knockout, cool, I guess. But look, let's be realistic here. Like, how, like, how fun is that really? You know? As a fan, I don't personally want to see a flash knockout. I don't want to see, you know, just a quick step in there. You know, the the uh, Jorge Masvidal and Ben Askren knockout, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to see that every fight. No, and in honest, I don't know really what it really. It didn't say much about Askren. It didn't say much about Masvidal either. I mean, no, we we didn't get to see him fight. No, no. And I, I talked to my buddy. We we're uh talking about this on um our other show, if you guys want to check it out. Uh the Colompton Social Club. Get with it. Um we're we're talking about um that fight in one of the earlier episodes. And I told him, like, look, dude, if you let that fight play out nine out of ten times, Askren's gonna wrap him up, drag him to the ground, and just wear him down. Yeah. yeah. That that's you know, that's a fluke that uh, that will never, ever happen no. again. But and that's not to discredit Jorge. Oh, no, but, but it, 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 he's because, I mean, he ended right after that. We saw him go and, you know, put put work on Nate Diaz, mm-hmm. you know, and after that, you know, I think he ended up getting his title shot on short notice and he took that to a decision on short notice. Yeah. So good for him. But then. You know, Usman had time to prepare for him as well and came out and shut his lights out. And that's not, again, not to say that he's not a good fighter, but it's like, look, man, like you have to understand these fights, they can go any which way. And we saw with, you know, that flying knee that put out Askren, but that ain't happening again if they fought. So, no. And uh, I I think also, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, even in uh, Jiu Jitsu, you have, high pr- percent moves and, and low percent moves and mm-hmm. i mean even if you have one chance to uh one percent chance to get it you will get it that one percent chance out of yep. 100 and it's the same here i mean if he was throwing that knee 100 times uh he might get uh, asking one, one one or two times and this was one or two times and yeah. that didn't and i won't i don't want, want to say he was lucky but yeah, you see, it's as I say, everything can happen in a fight. So, mm-hmm. um, with the flyweight division, I, and I, I think that this was more of a novelty um, weight cut. But uh, what's his name coming back? Dillashaw. I think he's yep. coming back at one thirty-five, maybe. But. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, let me see here, because I'm looking at the rankings. Um, uh, Corey Sanhagen is who he's going to fight, and that's at 135. So, but and I know with Dillashaw going down to 125, the fight, uh, 
Suhudo at the time, and then you got Pop from EPO and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I wonder if he tries to make another run for that, and you know maybe maybe work with that division because I think UFC was trying to get rid of the flyweight division. That's that's why yeah. he sent sent Dillashaw there to beat Suhudo. Yeah, and it didn't go exactly the way they wanted. Yeah, now yeah, now they're like, "Fuck, we're stuck with this division." <laughs> um, but that's an interesting fight if it's, if it's gonna um, go against Sandhagen. Uh, I think that kind of could be a really really good fight, and I think Dela Show can have a problem with Sandhagen. Yeah, I think that fight's coming up, uh, maybe not next week, but maybe early July. I, I know. It got pushed back. It was supposed to happen, then it got delayed. Um, uh, let me see if anything comes up here on the uh, fight card. Oh, you know what? I had it. I had the fight cards all pulled up. I'm dumb. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> um, so the next card is going to be Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. Yeah. And then after that, we get the. Uh, Nope, it's not there. Because wherever they're fighting, they're supposed to be the main event. Oh, main event. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, no. So it looks like it got pushed down to July 24th. Oh, yeah, but it's still in the summer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. Sanhagen, Dela Show. So uh, it, it's still upcoming. And, I, uh, you know, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Because I, I think that'll be a good fight. Just, you know, again, um, with, with Dela Shaw coming back uh, from the suspension. You know, the question is, does he still have it? You know, if he's fighting clean, you know, wh- you know, what are we going to, you know, wh- what can we expect? Yeah, and again, San- Sandhagen, which uh, yeah. I have been thinking less so. Um, and he always, mm-hmm. I I have always bet against him and he always seemed to come mm-hmm. through. So it's like, okay, I'm a fan now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like- good. You can only go against him so many times before you realize, yeah. okay, you know what? I'm messing up. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, actually, I do remember the fourth in that uh, that that flyweight division. Oh. It was uh, John Dobson. Yeah, Dobson, of course. What happened um, with him? Yeah, I is, th- is it still left? No, I'm pretty certain he was released a while back. Um, I don't know if he ended up going anywhere, though. Let's that's see that's kind of weird because he was always a uh, exciting fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. UFC. But at the same time, if they wanted to uh, get rid of the division, they might. That's maybe why they started to cut, cut off the the fighters. Yeah, already, already done. But yeah, I don't know. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't look like he's at least. Uh, it doesn't show him anywhere right now. It says former UFC fighter. So, huh? I mean, but yeah, he he was in the mix there as well. Uh, I think one of those fights with Mighty Mouse, it, it went close, very close. Yeah, and, and he was the only. I think he was the only one in the division with knockout power too, in, in both yeah. hands. Um, him and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Hands of Stone. What's his? I can't remember the name. Um, but um, yeah, I know who you mean. But those two, him and Dobson, they were knocking people out. And, you know, but that's the thing, you know, when you go against a guy like, again, Mighty Mouse, who's quick, you know, like you can knock him out, but you got to catch him. Yeah. 
either way, it's I think the flyweight division can be a fun division. And if anything, I mean, with all the all the events that we have every weekend, you know, yep. all the titles that we have, honestly, it wouldn't be bad to use that flyweight and even uh, bantamweight titles as something to put on those ESPN cards from time to time. Uh, put those titles online there. Um, it, it's just years ago, I said to my wife. I love MMA and, you know, more so UFC because that was the big show in town, but I love MMA. And I remember telling her one day, I was like, my saddest day will be when this becomes mainstream. <laughs> and, you know, it was still on Spike TV yeah. and it was like, it was maybe a year before the, the Fox deal. So the Fox deal happens and it's not too bad. So I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm, it's not hateful. When that ESPN deal hit, my heart sunk because you, when you saw the lineup that they were yep. going to have a fight every fucking weekend, it was like, no, like you're going to oversaturate. You're going to yep. people. The, the fights won't matter anymore. No. Like, well, not to the viewers. It, it'll matter to the fighters, obviously, but it'll be so many fighters, so many fights, and also, not to be a dick. Well, you know, I'm going to be a dick, you know, <laughs> but the, like this is my sport. So I don't want to talk to Larry at work who fucking plays tennis and says, hey, man, did you see the uh, uh, Street Jesus fight? Like, and I'm going to turn around and be like, who? You know, Street <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Me, Jorge Masadov? <laughs> yeah. Like, say his fucking name then. <laughs> Like you're like oh like the, you, you hear Connor's doing this I don't give a fuck about Connor like like you, you hear Connor like ain't sniffing a title anytime soon like get the fuck out of here yeah I know what you mean and I mean before too I think it was even uh, I don't know before UFC hundred when uh, Pride was still around you had mm -hmm. one. UFC card in the month and one Pride card, and that was enough. And yeah. you really could look, be looking forward to to the cards. Now it's like, okay, uh, which card do we have this this, this week? Um. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It used to be special to get a. Yeah. It, it it used to mean something, you know, where we get a, a pay per view. You know, you get a title fight on the card, and now we're at a point where. And I know, you know, there there's you know the argument to have more weight divisions. Which would then give you more champions. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm completely against that, but it's also slippery. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, because then you start having people making, you know, super fights, moving up, you know, to become champ, champ, and you know, moving down to become champ, champ, and it, it gets weird because again, you want it to mean something, you know, you yeah. want, you want the champs to. You know, but, you know, back when it was just 55, uh, 70, 85, 205 in, in the heavyweight. And it's like, okay. And, you know, and, and that's not to discredit and take away from the, the smaller weight classes. No. But it's like when you had those divisions, it's like th this is a show in town. And if there's a fight, you're fighting to get up to that. Now it's almost like you have guys on the card like Damian Maya, um, you know, where it's like, you know, they're not going to get to a title. They're just on the card. Yeah, for entertainment, but it's like they're just on the card. And it's like the goal should be, you know, 
I guess as an organization, your goal is to entertain and make money. But, you know, as fighters, your goal is to make that climb. And I guess you would have a fighter like Damian Maya who still thinks, you know, I'm in this. Like, I can still make a run. Cowboy, he's another example. <laughs> you know, and it's like, like, okay, like you're still holding these guys in there when like it used to be if you're in in the UFC, you're climbing to get to that belt. And, you know, it, it wasn't about, you know, you know, they also at the time probably only had 100 fighters in the company. Uh, whereas yeah. now I think they have like 500 or close to. Yeah. For a while there, I could uh, at least mention half of the fighters. I mean, just l- look at us now. We need to look up, up, up names and everything and look up the ranking. I mean, I, yeah. I had uh, all that in my head for a while, but now mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's crazy. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, some part of me wanted it to go mainstream, but when I when it did, it's like, okay, did I really want this? Yeah. Uh, and you saw also that when when that happened, when a, when a card, well, when when a fight got uh, cancelled or a main uh, main event, yeah. the whole card fell, fall, falls apart because you don't have other fighters or fights in in that card which could re- replace the main event. Instead of having three or four big fights each card, so so if one would uh, be cancelled, it. it well, it wouldn't be a big deal because we would just push up the co-main and we'll be yeah. fine. Well, and yeah, I remember, um, what was it? one oh UFC 103, maybe. Um, it, it was supposed to be, I can't even remember who it was supposed to be, but it ended up being um, Rashad versus Tito Ortiz. And it was like, okay, well, I guess. And this was when I was really... Like I was into UFC, but I was I was still really a casual that knew a little bit more than the average. Mm. But I remember in my head, like, well, that's not even a title fight. Can we have a pay per view without a title fight? Yeah. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, what kind of weird uh, when you say it? I mean, often it, the main event was a title fight or something big. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> and now it's like, okay, uh, yeah. we will be happy if we have a title fight. Well, yeah. at least now now had two title fights on this card, so we should be happy. But so, and I think that's part of their plan, though, too, is with all these titles, and, and, and that's where it can become fun with having more weight divisions, more champions, yeah. so you can have a card with two or three title fights, and if one falls apart, you still got others to fall on. And yeah, I do like that ideal. I just, I mean, I think, like I said, I, I'm just in that mindset of. Like when my Facebook history comes up, mm. most of my Facebook history are posts made by me talking about UFC cards, and there are no comments on there but me. And it's me saying, "Yo, did y- did y'all see that triangle? Or did y'all see that knockout? Or oh shit, we got a new champ? Or this or that?" And no comments. You know, I might get one or two likes. Now, you know, I go on Facebook, and besides politics, you know, I see. <laughs> people talking about the ESPN card and it's like, huh, yeah. that's wild as shit. Like, it, it, it just blows my mind. And I hated it. I, I like the idea that this is my own little club. Like, nobody else is in this but me. Yeah. That's cool. And, you know, I'd go to, I remember the first time I watched fights with friends who weren't like fight fans, it was on Fox or uh, Fox Sports 
and we're playing poker and my buddy puts on the fights and you know, we're all kind of sitting around and I'm like, Oh shit. You know, they're, they're talking, but they don't really, you know, they're just kind of clamor making noise. And, um, uh-huh. the fight gets pressed, you know, pressed up against the cage. Uh-huh. And one of my friends was like, that's not even real fighting. You know, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> like, stand, you know, square them back up in the middle. Let, let's let, let really uh-huh. see them fight. Then it goes to the ground. It's like, Oh great. Now they're hugging on the ground. <laughs> and in my head, and I think yeah. I actually had just started training, uh, jujitsu at this point. Uh, cause one of the guy's girlfriend, because she eventually caught wind that I was talking to someone about the fights. You know, I was going into great detail mm-hmm. and she goes, Oh, do you do this? And I was like, fuck no, I'm not getting punched in the face, <laughs> but I do grapple. Um, you know, and then, you know, that, that discussion kind of start, uh, started up, but it, it was just, you know, at that time you're looking at that, the growth of the sport and the evolution and people being able to just watch it on Fox and people, it, I guess the idea was just put it there and people either watch it and get hooked or they will watch it and say, fuck it. But mm-hmm. you throw it on ESPN and it's almost kind of like ESPN is so good at marketing and, yeah. and, and advertising. And now everyone, you know, everyone's watching UFC Bellator is on Showtime um one is on tnt you know so you know we got mma on major networks out here uh and and, you know it's good i guess you know the sport's growing but i'm also just really shitty because it's like again i don't want to talk to you know some asshole at the water cooler at work about some shit that he doesn't know it's like you know like oh my god did you see that one guy what was his name ryan right was it ryan hall yeah he he spun on his back and then he grabbed the guy's <laughs> leg it's like yeah he did an imanari roll and then he hill hooked the dude. yeah yeah it's fucking fabulous <laughs> yeah you know, you know i don't want to yeah, have those talks I, I want to have those talks with you because <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i i completely get you it's because i mean even when you talk about grappling with someone you, who doesn't know shit about it, it's uh, now people know what I do or people know what BDJ is or whatever, but they still don't get what, what it is. So you try to explain it. And, uh, I don't know. And, and I don't even even know how, how to explain it. It's really, really weird. I mean, it it is a weird sport. <laughs> Very. Um, yeah. Um, I, I was actually talking to someone. Oh, I was paying a bill yesterday. Mm. Um, and the lady, she's talking about her kids being homeschooled and, you know, COVID and, you know, kids not being able to do activities. And she was talking about her daughter being in dance, but she didn't want to do it through Zoom. And I was like, yeah, when uh, COVID hit, you know, we had to shut down our gym. So we did martial arts through Zoom. And she was like, how'd that go? I was like, well, you really need a partner for a lot of this. She's like, yeah, so like, so someone could hold the board so they can break them like by kicking them. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I do jujitsu. So like, and I could just see through the phone. Her mind was blown. She was like, what? I was like, okay, okay never mind. Gra- like I grapple. Like I, I choke my friends. Like, I, yeah. it's, people don't get it still. No, and it's still funny this thing about you say you do martial art and it's like oh you break boards uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> they haven't done me anything 
Like, I've never broken a board in my life. Not like that, at least. So, okay. no. But yeah. at least you know something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it is it is very, very bizarre. Very crazy. Um, and then off to our main event. Yes. Um, Marvin Vittori and Israel Adesanya for uh, the middleweight title. So, thoughts on that one? Yeah. I thought Vittori would, would would do better than than he did, but I didn't think think think, think he would win. I mean, Adesanya, Adesanya. The big thing with this fight was Adesanya was coming from a loss, but it was a weight class above him. Still, it it, it was a loss. So you never know who, how we how, how we come back from that. Still, though, he say, I mean, he he didn't have any losses in um, MMA, but he had losses in uh, kickboxing. So he said he. You have had had the losses before, yeah. But yeah, like looking at the fight, yeah, definitely. Or going into it, I definitely didn't think uh, Vittori had a shot at winning. As a matter of fact, their first fight, I don't. It, it was close. It, it was competitive. I don't really think it was a split decision. Like one judge gave that gave that fight to Vittori, and I I don't see it but again i'm also not a judge i'm just a dude i don't know shit but from what i saw is he won two to three you know yeah. two rounds to three uh, i mean we're have been uh, talking about him on that fight and everything so i watched it again and i tried to see it from his perspective a little and still i think uh Adesanya won two or three rounds so mm-hmm. uh yeah and you know going into this fight just you know, it, you you're both you're dealing with two fighters now who have evolved. They've grown, yeah, um, for sure since that encounter before. But Israel is just he's on a different plane of fight. Even when he moved up to two hundred five, uh, fighting Jan Blahovich, that fight wasn't like yes, he lost, but it wasn't like he got destroyed. He he, no. he looked very good, very fast. Um, his strike was very crisp. So it, it's not like he went up and like got blown out the water and people were just like, oh, look at that. Stay down there at 185, dummy. Like, no, he went to two, 205 and fought the champ. And, you know, he, he was giving a run for his money until until Jan was like, fuck this. <laughs> Let me wrap yeah. this dude up real quick. I'm tired yeah. of getting hit in the face. Yeah, yeah I think if uh, Adesanya would um, uh, yeah, go up, a weight class class and just stay there uh, starting not not from the bottom but get a few fights mm-hmm. in and get accustomed with the weight class i think he can do very well now he was going up uh, trying to get the title and he knew he was going down to the middleweight again so uh, i mean if you do a permanent move you have more time to uh, yeah. to build up your body for it so i think he can do better than because uh, it was still fast, and uh, he would be really, really fast in uh, mm-hmm. in a weight, weight in a weight class above, above him. Well, uh, I I didn't like the you know Jan won the title, and the first thing they do for him is give him a title fight against the middleweight champ. It's like let him fight someone in his division. Yeah, right? and let this me. is what you, what we talked about earlier too. I mean, the well, this thing with people moving up in weight classes to get. Well, become double yeah. champs and whatever. I mean, s- soon you don't even know which 
factory which had belt in which weight class it's getting yeah. really really weird yeah uh, it's it, you know especially well with the ufc though that 185 to 205 gap is kind of weird if they had a 195 in there you know it feels more fleshed out but yeah it you know moving from 185 to 205 to um try to take that title without properly you know you know doing it it, it, I don't know. There's just something funky about it. And yes, we've seen Anderson Silva move up uh, when he fought Forrest Griffin. And um, uh, I can't remember the other gentleman's name that he knocked out. Uh, uh, Sandman was his nickname, at least. Uh, I, I, I want to say O'Brien, but I, I'm almost positive that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. I think that was one of John Jones's yeah. early fights. Yeah. Um, but either way, when Anderson moved up and had his fights at 205, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. Anderson's a big 185er anyway, yeah. so it, it wasn't that big a deal. But yeah, and he took the fight because he needed to fill out, waiting for for title defenses. He had mm-hmm. he didn't have any, any plans on going after the title, so uh, yeah. and uh, he he just wanted to stay active, and I think that that's fine. The problem here when well, Connor opened that door when people have yeah the belts in different weight classes. The problem there would be that you need to defend the belts too, and mm-hmm. you can't defend two belts in the same year. Well, you maybe can, but no. uh, a champ often just defends his or her belt in one time per year. So it would be was, you hold I up think, the whole division. I think Amanda Nunes would would disagree with you. I think she's defended her belt a couple yeah. times with yeah. both belts. Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, to be fair with that, she's only defended both the belts once. It's not like she defended the bantamweight and then featherweight and then bantamweight and then featherweight all in one year, like twice. It's it's been when she's done it, it's been one here, one here, or featherweight, featherweight, and then oh, I'll come down to bantamweight, you know, and defend this one because I think her next fight is at bantamweight against Juliana Pena. But I, I, yeah. I feel like they're going to have to do away with that women's 145 because there's no one there for her. Although you figure it would be more inviting for the women to want to, instead of cut to the 135, cut to the 145, you know, feel like that cut is easier for everyone, you know, uh, men and women. So I don't know. that That's my thought on that. But she's the only two division champ that's that you know that was defending her belt both of them at least yeah but with um izzy going up and trying to get that 205 i mean it would have been a kind of a waste because like you said he was going back to 185 anyway um so i don't know but you know the the point is marvin stepped into the cage with a guy who just lost and it wasn't like a bad loss it was a decision loss to do much heavier than him, he, so you knew Izzy was coming in there to make a point. Yeah, yeah, and all, all after all the shit talk too. I think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, meant meant to go this way. Uh, well, like as we're watching the fight upstairs, my wife she's laughing because she's like, "Was he mocking him right now?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah there's a lot of shit talking. If you shit talking yeah. before the fight, he's going to clown you during the fight." Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Hey. Uh, yeah, and I remember it was one time there. I think he had reached the level of this untouchable 
aura like Anderson had. I mean, not like mm-hmm. in, in in a way of his fighting. I mean, with Torres seemed to punch air for most of the fights. And he had him against the cage for a couple of times and was just unloading on him. And he didn't hit anything but yeah. flies. And I was like, did he, does Issy even move in this realm? I mean... <laughs> like- that, that that's a legit level up. He he's yeah. on another level of fighting right now. Yeah, and uh, I don't think Vitor had anything in that fight for him, except a few takedowns. Um, yeah. Yep. But uh, I think Adesanya have done his work there too. His uh, goal there was to uh, scramble and um, get up to the feeds, and I think that was the what he wanted me to do with uh, uh, Blahovic too, but he's yeah. much, much bigger. So it was much. Yeah. And, Bla- and Blahovic is an um, underrated grappler too. Uh, yeah. I know he, he trained with Alexander Gustafsson um, mm-hmm. at All Stars for a while, and uh, he is really, really good. Yeah. It, 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 uh, Marvin Vittori, he, he's a big dude. Like he, he's solid. You know, he's hefty, yeah. but he's not. On the same weight level as uh, Jan Blahovich, but no. either way it goes, though. Yeah, he did have a few takedowns in there, and but even with those takedowns, it wasn't. He briefly had Izzy's back, very briefly. Um, but other than that, it, it wasn't like he jumped in there and you know made his presence known. You know, by like if he would have gone in there and immediately established that he was going for the takedowns and made Izzy work, it might have been a little different. I think Izzy yeah. would have still won, but it would have been a little more threatening. Um, because you know, every time he got him pinned against the cage, uh, with you know, with the shoulder pressure, he was able to get him down, yeah, but it was just in a game of can you hold him down? Um, and he just he couldn't, and I don't know what Marvin Vittori's uh, grappling background is, but I know Izzy just recently got his purple belt, like back in the fall, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, you you know at least that level there, and and again, the MMA is a little different, but still, you know, grappling is grappling all the same. Yeah. Uh, and. I'm not sh- sure about Vittori either. I, you have this thing you call, uh, I mean, he's not the brightest t- tactician <laughs> in, the, in the cage either. So no. uh, you, you heard his corner try to uh, give him advice about what to do, and he didn't, it looked like he didn't listen. So Because yeah, he did the it, same thing in the whole fight, try to, uh, well, much like pun- punching air and try to get the takedown every, every now and then, but he didn't change up anything. So uh, I don't know if a fight's emotional, maybe. I mean, well, I, I yeah. think it has the, has the nickname "Angry" too. So, <laughs> so um, it might be that. Yeah, it, it seemed like he was just basically um, fighting off emotion, and it, it, the thing is, too mental fatigue becomes a thing. Like yeah. I, that, that's a real big issue. So. I feel like that could have played into it, but in in all reality, he's just not anywhere close to um, Israel's level. No, so we we it's, it's like we know how that goes. 
you know, you're not you're like good for you getting in there fighting, but you're you're not as fast. And if you're going to take him to the ground, you need to really establish yourself down there on the ground. Yeah, I think to win over Adesanya, you need a really, really good wrestler. I think it's exactly the same thing as with Anderson Silva. Uh, when he was his, in his prime, the only time he was close to losing was when uh, when Shale could ho- ho- hold him down for nearly mm-hmm. five rounds. But that's purely based wrestling from a guy who had been doing it all, all his life. Yeah, uh, And you can't expose yourself because it, I mean, you will get triangle or whatever so i think that's the only thing you can because i'm not sure i don't think there is a striker on on this planet right now on uh, on history's uh, level no i like nothing comes to mind as far as like anyone that could strike with him like I, I don't think anyone can um just looking here at uh marvin vittori's uh martial arts background he does have some jiu-jitsu and wrestling um, training with uh, Mark Munoz uh, earlier in his career, it looks like. But it doesn't show like a belt rank or anything here. Um, so I'm not – I don't think, you know, he, he has necessarily the most refined of grappling. No. But, you know, he, he's he's in it, though. You know, it's like he has enough grappling for at least MMA. Yeah, and uh, he was toted to have good takedowns. Yeah. Uh, so I, but that's the thing, too. It was two different kind of levels in, in, yeah. in this fight. So the, the, the strange thing, I I think, was that Vittori thought he won. And that's what, like, you're delusional right now. You can't say you won this fight. You yeah. can say maybe won two round, rounds, maybe, but you can't say you won this fight. It, I mean, even his corner was saying to him, you're losing the rounds. You need to do something. So yeah. I don't know. But- I, I think part of that, though, too, is just kind of the idea of, like, believe it, believe it, believe it, believe yeah. it, believe it, and it'll come true. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> you you need to actually still win the fight for it to be true. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you... You need to accept the loss too to become better. So I don't know if he if he, he will continue to on 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 this path now and uh, say he he won the fight. I mean he will never reach the top. I think he's uh, mentally dwarfed by it. Yeah, and and honestly, that division right now, you know, I, I, it's like with him. You know, he had a win streak. He was doing well. Yeah. You know, it's like, should the fight have gone to him? I, I think Whitaker was supposed to get the fight next. Yeah, but they, they want they, they want to do it in uh, I think Australia or is it yeah, New uh, Zealand? New Zealand uh, maybe Auckland. Yeah. So, um, you know that, that I, I think Izzy still wins that fight, but I think it can still be a very good an interesting fight all the same. So, but right now in that division, I don't think anyone can keep pace with them. So no, it's, it is almost kind of like Anderson Silva 2.0. 
Yeah, it's the same weight class too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what's yeah. creepy. Yeah, he had to go through Anderson, <laughs> you know, to become the next Anderson. Yeah, um, yeah. Other than it, but uh, Uriah Hall, though, I, like hopefully this guy could string together some wins because that could be a fun fight. Yeah, I feel sorry for that guy because he seems to be very, very nice, mm-hmm. and I think it's too nice, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Uh, and that's his problem. I think it's sad too to, that he uh, he don't want to hurt people. So, no. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably in the wrong business. Still, though, he's really, really good, and have uh, his striking is on point when he when yeah. he wants to. So, yeah. so as you, I hope he can string a string together a few wins and get some mental edge, and uh, because I I want him to to succeed. Yeah, when he was um, on Ultimate Fighter, his first fight, he threw that uh, spinning wheel kick and knocked dude yeah. out. That's uh, uh, Sella. Uh, I don't know his first name. It was nasty. But uh, when he threw that kick and landed it, you know, he celebrated. And then when he turned and saw the damage, you could see yeah. the look on his face like, oh, no. Oh, I heard him. Um, and yeah. yeah. Definitely the wrong business for him. Yeah, uh, but the same thing now with um, uh, Whiteman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God. And uh, he he felt bad for the guy. And I mean, I I, I would too. Still, um, this is part of the game. Uh, yeah. You're in it. But uh, that wheel kick in Ultimate Fighter was a season seven. Uh, um, it was. I thought it was because ten was the heavyweights. Yeah, I think uh, it was after it was after that. I want to say, but yeah, we it it was the same uh, season. We had a guy from uh, my city in the in the show, Tour Tour Truen. Uh, let me see here, Uriah Hall. There you go. Look at that. My phone listens. It's kind of <laughs> creepy that my phone's listening. Um, but it was 2013. It doesn't say the season number, but it was uh John Jones and Chell Sonnen as the coaches. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, in episode three, Hall faced Adam, um, Adam Sella, Sella from Team Jones with just 10 seconds left in the first round. Hall unleashed a devastating spinning hook kick and had knocked him unconscious. Mm The knockout was declared the most vicious knockout seen by Dana White over the Ultimate Fighter's yeah. eight-year history. Yeah, that's yeah, it, it was vicious. Like when he yeah. spun and the way that his body just like yeah. dropped, I was like, "Oh God!" And I, I think uh, I heard from Thor too that everyone in the house was afraid for, of, of him after that kick. It was like this guy is mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because when you look at that season, you automatically get the feeling that this was the guy to beat. Yeah. Like, he's the guy to beat, and then he got in that final against uh, Kelvin Gasano, and, you know, came through. I think Kelvin was the last pick when, yeah. when they were picking Kelvin teams. Pick. So, good for him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you hear the story about your... Uriah Hall and uh, how, how we learn kickboxing. <laughs> uh, he was on he was 
I think it was one of the few fighters we got on Kimura on our Swedish TV show. So he was oh. here in Sweden. And he actually learned kickboxing from watching the video game Tekken. <laughs> so he practiced the moves and went in and tried a kickboxing class. And they asked him, oh, how long have you trained? And he didn't dare to say he just learned the moves from a video game. So he had, uh, uh, what to say, thing for it already in the beginning. Yeah, some people are just naturals, and then yeah. you give them, give them a video game, and they, they'll figure it out from there. So, yeah. um, but the, I I know with John Jones early on for him, he watched YouTube and learned yeah. his striking, and I I I haven't done it in a while, but I used to go back and watch John Jones fights from beginning in the early days up to current, and his striking for a very long time did not look very good. Um, no. it, it didn't look very, um, I, well, I can't think of the word, but like, you know, he was landing his shots, but they didn't look fluid. They didn't look pretty. They were just, they're very sloppy. Um, yeah, he relied on, uh, on his length, length and, and distance very much. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, his arms are like, I don't know, two meters long, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and uh, when uh, Greg Greg Jackson managed to incorporate good striking in it, it became lethal. So, yeah, I mean, but in the beginning, yeah, it, it never looked good. And even up until the Shogun fight, it didn't really look that great. Oh. But it, again, the reach is what kind of was his advantage. And then it started to smooth out after that. It started to really smooth out against Rampage, Machida, Rashad. Um, um, Vidor, you know, it, it, it got much better uh, where now you could look at him like, oh, this guy is a professional fighter. Whereas before yeah. it's like, he's a professional fighter, but he's still got a lot to learn. Um, yeah. And I think in the beginning too, he uh, had a habit to do some crazy shit too. I mean, the spinning things and, uh, yeah. and unpredictable things. And those can be dangerous if you don't know they're coming. But uh, yeah. So well, in a way, he was he was a more exciting fighting in, in the beginning, I think. But yeah, well, you know, he opened up the Shogun fight with a flying knee. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um, an all time an all time great that he opened the title fight with a flying knee, yeah. and just like who would have thought to do that? So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that that's crazy. But that's yeah, yeah. That's but you know, he took the risk and it paid off. Whereas uh, well, what's uh, Andre Orlovsky tried to throw a flying knee at v, uh, uh, Fedor, and oh. and wow, <laughs> that that didn't end up very well. I remember someone tried to say that that was uh, rigged, and I was like, "Did you see the way that his face hit the mat? <laughs> he was like, dead. I, I mean, like, look, he looked dead. <laughs> like you don't fake falling on yeah. your face. Trust no. me, I fall on my face a lot, and it oh. hurts. <laughs> like, yeah." He, he, he fell on his face after a punch. <laughs> like, that wasn't fair. Yeah. He was out. And I usually say this too when people are complaining that some fight are rigged and whatever. And if, and if it's a knockout, it's like, if you want to rig a fight or you want to, I mean, give, give away a fight, you don't want to be freaking knocked out unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. doing it in a better way. I would do it in a submission or something. Yeah. I wouldn't. It, 
knocked out. If I'm going to rig a fight, I'm going to let you get my back and get the rear naked choke. Easy. Yeah. Easy work. Easy. And um, and it looks good. Yeah. Like but, uh, you're not hitting me. <laughs> like, <laughs> some if somebody says to me, "Hey man, we're going to give you two two hundred thousand yeah. dollars if you take the fall." You gotta you gotta be in there for three rounds. Well, it's like fuck no, I'm not letting him hit me for three <laughs> rounds. Like, like, nah, man, why don't you just choke me? Let's have a grappling match and choke me. Like, or or you know, I don't know anything. You're not punching me, man. That hurts. <laughs> I want to get punched out. What if he throws a head kick? <laughs> like, no, like you guys are crazy. So yeah, any anytime someone's like, oh no, they faked the, you know, they they threw the fight, it's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I, sure they did, but I, I guess um, in kind of wrapping, though, the main event, it it went as I expected it to go. Um, yeah. I didn't think he was going to stop uh, Marvin, but I definitely didn't think Marvin had a shot at winning at all. No, I thought that it would be possible that for, for a stoppage, but I thought that, well, we probably would go to 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 a decision. I mean... Israel probably didn't want to put himself in too much danger either because of all the shit talk. So I thought he yeah. would probably go to the decision. Yeah, I think he, he let Marvin's emotions beat him because Marvin was yeah. already beating himself just by getting so fired up. So it's like, do I have to even do anything? Like, I, this guy's already beating himself. So I just got to show up, dodge a few punches, do it like in those leg kicks that he was throwing. I mean, you know, they, they weren't devastating, but they were definitely keeping them, you know, keeping um, Marvin kind of at bay, making them understand, yeah, don't don't try to get cute because I'm going to chop you down. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you go two or three rounds, you can probably withstand, withstand leg kicks. But five rounds, uh, well, I can't take leg kicks for three leg kicks. It's like... Harsh, harsh like shit, but but I mean, after three, three rounds taking those kicks, the leg will be dead. You you yeah. can't stand on it. Uh, I don't do striking at all. Period. And the little bit of striking that I have done, oh. like I don't want to get kicked in the leg, man. <laughs> like no? not even once. Like well, like like when I was hoping with uh, the kids Muay Thai and coach would mm-hmm. have me hold the kick shield and he would kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Even through the kick shield, I'm sitting there, you know, I, I got to be stone faced, you know, I can't like, do, like break or anything. So he kicks and, you know, my face crunches up, but I'm like, okay, another one. He'll do it again. I'm like, <laughs> and inside, I'm just like, man, this, like, I, I'm a jujitsu coach. What am I doing here? Like, why is he kicking me? Where did I go wrong in life where now I'm getting kicked in the leg? We're, we're training to prevent this. <laughs> yeah. Like my job, like my training was to avoid anything like this. And here I am holding the kick show and getting kicked in my leg thinking, man, where did I go wrong? So, but, um, but yeah, those kicks, they look good. You know, they're keeping them in place. And, you know, at the end of the day, Marvin, he, he just didn't have enough to, to do anything. And I don't know where he goes from here, but it, it, I think it's safe to say, unless he puts together a, a fucking seven fight win streak in dominating fashion I don't think he's seen that rematch uh, you know unless Izzy moves up in the, the 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 
title gets vacated, then, you know, he'll have a shot at getting in there again. But not as long as Izzy's champ. No, I think he can uh, be around, I mean, top 10, maybe top 5, and probably stay there for quite quite, quite mm-hmm. a while and be competitive, competitive. But I'm not... I, I don't see see him as champion material. It mm. would be fun to have an Italian champion, but yeah, yeah, it would would have been cool too to have an Italian champion and a Mexican champion on the same card, which uh, took the belt. Yeah, I was just about to say that it would have been cool to yeah. see you know the first Italian-born champ and the first Mexican-born yeah. champ on the same card. That that would have been cool. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, uh, I'll talk about champions. How many? American champions do have left. I mean, we have um, Af- African. We have uh, yeah, Africa's champions. got like Africa's got the all tree. the champs right now. It's like, damn right. man, relax. <laughs> Give us some of the champs back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let me see here. I actually had the champions pulled up. Let me pull them back up and get a closer look at this. All right. So let's go down the list of champs. We're going to go by weight for males. Flyweight. Brandon Moreno, Mexican. Bantamweight. <laughs> Algermaine Sterling. Uh, questionable, oh, but okay. 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 Yeah. We, we, yeah. He, he has the belt for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, American, though. So, yep. yay, USA. Um, <laughs> featherweight. <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, from New Zealand, uh, lightweight Charles. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. He's from New, New Zealand. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, his uh, roots in Russia or some someplace else. I like looking at the name. I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, lightweight, we got Charles Oliveira, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh. Then we get to welterweight with Kamara, uh, Kamaru Usman. That's Nigerian. Then Israel Adesanya. He's so he's from New Zealand, but I think his roots are Nigerian as well. Um, yeah, at least some place nearby. I mean, they talk about it a lot. I mean, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we will get to him soon. <laughs> uh, light. Light heavyweight Jan Blachowicz, and he's from Poland. Yep. Uh, heavyweight Francis Ngannou, he is mm. from Cameroon. Cameroon. Uh, is he Cameroon? Yeah, he's from Cameroon. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the women. Uh, women's strawweight Rose Namajunas, USA. Oh yeah, USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a, yeah, that's true. So really, looking at the list, we only got two American champs, because uh, then uh, straw or flyweight is uh, Valentina Shevchenko, who actually just did a seminar at our gym uh, three weeks ago. Oh, uh, she's I, cool. What's that? Uh, scary. She she's in cool, scary but cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she she's a terrifying looking woman. Like she's beautiful, but like terrifying in that sense of like she has guns tattooed on her. I don't want to piss her off. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I, I, I was saying to my wife just now with dinner, it's like, I'm not sure if this, this girl, this woman is, I mean, she looks like a spy or like, I don't know, yeah. a real life, a real life black widow or something. 
yeah. mean, she, she she doesn't live anywhere. She, I think it's a pilot license and she do guns for living and fighting yeah. for living. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I and mean, terrifying. If they had a real life Avengers team, she's definitely going to be on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, Amanda Nunez rounds out the women's champions with yeah. uh, Bantam and Featherweights. And I would love to see a third fight between her and Valentina. Yeah, like, I it, think that would be a really good one. Because Amanda won uh, one of those for sure. I can't remember which one, but that I, I think it was the first one that was really close, I think. But one, I I feel like Amanda definitely won. And then the other one, I don't know. It, it was so close. It's like... That's like that could have gone either way, but I would love to see that fight one more time. Yeah, and I think it will go down down the line too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of stale there too with with um, competitors at, at upper level. Yeah, um, I was looking now too uh, the Swedish girl on the early prelim. Yeah, yeah, Penny Kjansad. Uh, she was actually on the ninth season of Ultimate Fighter, I think. Hmm. Uh, she's a bantamweight, and well, she won, she won the fight with uh, with Alexis Davis. Okay. Decision. Uh, pretty good striker. Um, had little problems with the leg, leg kicks, but I think he she she won the fight too. So it it, it was a good fight, and uh, I think she's breaking in into top ten now. But then I was thinking, okay, Bantam, wait, who, who's on the top there? Amanda Nunez. Mm. Yeah. It's like, just hang out for a minute. Don't try to get up there so fast. <laughs> no, exactly. So, uh, yeah. I don't uh, know. Just looking at the um, women's uh, flyweight and band- well, like So looking at the flyweight division, I mean – that's also one of those divisions where there are competitors there. There are names there, but Valentina's beaten all of them. And, yeah. you know, you, you got a few that are climbing, like Lauren Murphy, um, Cynthia uh, Cavillo, uh, jo- Jojo uh, Calderwood. You know, yeah. you know, you've got fighters that are on their way up. But at the same time, it's like, are any of these fighters, can, can they hold a torch to Valentina? And I, I don't think any of them can even come close like uh, then yeah i think they need new new fighters in in the divisions too because i mean coldable it's she's good but i mean she's been doing it for a very long time i mean i don't yeah i don't think she has many years left in fighting either uh, yeah depending on but i mean uh, when when it comes to women too they often want to have a family and that will uh, stop up the whole career or, or whatever yeah so. yep um, looking at straw weight, I mean, you got Rose at the top. You got uh, Whaley Zhang, Joanna, which Joanna is another weird one, too, because I don't know that she fits anywhere right now for titles because she, she lost to Valentina. She's lost yeah. to Rose twice. Um, it, it's, it's almost kind of like you're holding on to her, but for what? Yeah, I was thinking she's in a, kind of the same spot as Fr- uh, Rich Franklin was for a while. Mm-hmm. He lost he well lost with Anderson Silva. He tried to go up and lost there too. And he had a few fights in between. I think he even had a had one of those those um, 
uh, what do you call? Oh well, e in between weight weight class fights. Oh, uh, the catch the catch weight fight. Oh, so yeah. they're calling it a uh, Franklin weight because it was at one ninety five. Because I yeah. think he had like three fights at one ninety five. Yeah, and he had and he did pretty well there, but. Mm -hmm. I think he said himself that I don't know if I ever can take a title in, in, in either weight class. And yeah, that's when he, he retired too. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's see, I think he's in uh, one FC now, a CEO. Uh, yeah. He's one of the higher ups at, at one. Yeah. Um, looking at um, the rest of the straw weights, you got Carla Esparza, which could be an interesting fight with Rose because Rose and Carla fought in the ultimate fine, uh, ultimate fighter finale and Carla like put it on her. So that could be a fun rematch. You got Mackenzie yeah. Dern moving up. Oh yeah. She, she's back too after her, on talk about having uh, having children and family, mm -hmm. but that's also crazy. She was back. It's like three three months after. Yeah, she delivered she, a child. She turned like, around pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, Nina Nunez, Amanda Nunez's uh, wife, same thing. She had a child as well uh, and came back pretty quick. Um, so that's crazy. Yeah, wouldn't be me. I'm a dude. I can't have babies. But, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> but even if I could, I, I, yeah. mm. <laughs> I, I would take at least uh, four years off. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, man, nah, I got a breastfeed. <laughs> yeah. um, and then looking at looking at bantamweight, it, there's like Aspen Ladd. She's climbing up. Um, Irene um, El, Eldana, uh, Juliana Pena. You know, they're fighters, but I don't know. It's like, and I, I think, so UFC had something with Invicta at one point where, you know, Invicta was on Fight Pass. There's just a big Invicta card, I think, over the weekend, and it was not yeah. on Fight Pass, I don't think. No, I think they showed it, or is it the next one? They're, they're going to have a tournament in uh, at, at the weight, I think. The tournament will go over one one event. Um, and it will be show, shown on YouTube, I think. Oh wow! That, it, yeah, I'm like trying to find him, like like because I I enjoy watching Invicta. Um, yeah, uh, they put on good shows. So mm -hmm. I I so uh, yeah, and I have been missing tournaments too. So I, I think I will yeah. watch this. It'll be really re 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 nice. Um, uh, one last fight that I want to uh, just touch yep. upon. Um, before getting out of here, uh, PFL, I, I, I've watched that, um, you know, when it comes on. So Thursday night, they had, uh, a continuation of their, their tournament for this season and they had the MMA debut of Clarissa Shields, yeah. who, um, is, you know, just one of the all time greats in women's boxing. And that was a very interesting fight, <laughs> uh, to say the yeah. least. Uh, I must say, yeah, uh, I was really happy that she won because mm -hmm. she worked so hard for it. And but she was in trouble there for two rounds, and I was thinking this yeah. won't go, won't won't go, go go her way. But still, she managed to pull through. So uh, one thing and, I did see in that fight, though, is adjust, quick adjustments. She got taken down that first yeah. round. That second round, she sprawled hard. It's just that when she sprawled, yeah. she had her feet kind of uh, 
um, her toes uh, pushing. So that way she was able to get mm-hmm. kind of pushed over. But then in the third round, it's like each round she figured something out, um, yeah. which helped her, you know, ultimately win. But I, I think her next fight, you know, she'll come back better. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, because that grappling grappling is going to be tough. Uh, I think if she can string along uh, one or two wins more, I think UFC will pick pick her up because they 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 they, they need more fights they they can mark uh, mm-hmm. mark and yeah. on top of that I think uh, after all this thing with the Paul brothers and boxing shit and I think it was really sure. nice to see Clarissa do some some good stuff and I mean a a a real fight without any of this. I don't know. Mm. Wrestling and ethics. Yeah, I'm so tired. Shit now. Yeah, it, it's it's starting to get old. It's silly, but yeah. Um, as my buddy Steve and I talked about on um the Colompton Social Club, make sure y'all check it out. Yeah. Uh, we're record we're recording tonight, and actually everything we talked about here today, we're gonna talk <laughs> okay. about tonight, and then it comes out the day after this one comes out, which this yeah. comes out Monday, and then that episode is gonna come out Tuesday. So don't check out that episode because it's just gonna be a repeat. Check out this one, y'all. Um, but uh, one thing that we talk about quite frequently on that podcast is um, the Paul brothers, they're making the point that MMA fighters aren't getting paid very well. They're not getting paid hardly anything, but here you are seeing boxers getting millions and millions. Now, my buddy, he did, you know, kind of do some research on it and look up the graphics and numbers and everything. And the average MMA fighter does get paid more than the average boxer. But it's a weird thing because then once you get to the top, you got boxers making millions and millions and millions and MMA fighters maybe making a million at best. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you have one organization, I mean, like UFC or Pride or whatever, at least UFC seem to – there have been talk about bad fighters pay and everything. Uh, mostly, I think it's because the rebook deal was a really bad deal for, for, for the mm-hmm. fighters. I think still they need to uh, be allowed to have their own sponsors and everything. But yeah. beyond that, I think UFC have a... Well, when you get when you get a contract there, you have some kind of... The, the, the field of payment are more leveled over of everyone instead of having low pay at the bottom and uh, millions and millions at, at the top. So, yeah. And uh, at the top, you get pay-per-view points and stuff like that. And I think that's yep. okay. So. Yeah. It, the, the pay scale is weird. I, I think ultimately though, MMA does kind of pan out a little bit better as far as the pay goes as an overall, if you get into the UFC yep. versus boxing again, you got guys that are making, you know, if they're lucky for the year, they're making 20,000, you know, and that's after several fights, yeah. um, you know, they got to have regular jobs, but I mean, mighty mouse, he had the request all from work to go defend his title sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I don't and know. then we have, uh, and then we have fighters like, uh, steep Miocis, which still want to <laughs> yeah. have his fight, fight, fireman job, you know, and, and fighting. Uh, and that's awesome, you know. Hat off to that guy, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, you know there, there are fighters in the in the UFC 
that it's just like fighters that you can't hate. Stipe is one of them. So, yeah. Um, and and now uh, Brandon Marino, that guy. Like I, I can't say enough good things about that dude. Just his story, and then he seems like such a sweet dude. It's like, like if they said, "Hey, you can meet any UFC fighter you want," I'm picking that dude. Yeah, and Mighty Mouse is the same thing. Seem like, mm-hmm. like an all time nice guy. Absolutely. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here because I gotta yeah. get <laughs> do do, it, do more, another. Yeah, I got more recording to do. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm recording this. Then I gotta record Colompton Social Club. Yeah. Then I'm going to record another episode of Off the Mats with uh, Zach over at Student of BJJ. Uh, actually, no, I'm recording with him on Wednesday, but then I'm also recording tomorrow um, with um, another grappler from Instagram, uh, Christina Calderwood. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like within the next two days, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of recording going on. So, well, because next week here is Father's Day, so I'm not recording next week. I'm not doing shit next week. And then oh, in a couple of weeks, we got 4th of July over here, Independence Day. So I'm not going to have people over for recording on that day either. So it's like, let me just do everything right now. Um, I actually have an episode that's already kind of in the can waiting for next week because yours is coming out basically like as soon as we're done. <laughs> like yeah. prepping it to go out because we talked about yeah. the fights. I'm not going to put this out in mm. three weeks. That's dumb. No. Um, so got, got a lot of stuff going on, but, um, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you got any shout outs or plugs you want to throw out there? No, not really. Um, things are kind of summary here, uh, <laughs> not doing much training, whatever. Check out my Instagram. If you want to look at some technique stuff and whatever. Oh, absolutely. Well, definitely. That's that's always the case. I actually have people when I told them I'm recording with you, they're like, dude, I really like that dude. I'm, I'm going to definitely listen to the episode. And uh, last time we recorded, as soon as uh, I put the episode up, I hadn't even like advertised it yet. And there was just tons of downloads where I was like, OK, like, give me a chance to like promote it. <laughs> So that, that was crazy. My inst- my Instagram just blew up and like, what the fuck is happening here? That right. was starting to shake if you if if bots have invaded the account the account or something. So uh, I mean, for, you, let, let's see if the you have the fan base will be the same now. Yeah, uh, seem like it. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> and actually, yeah, I've I've actually lost quite a bit of followers. So I think the bots have been canceled. So. Um, <laughs> I think they're like, all right, let's go ahead and close out the bots. And I'm looking like, why am I losing so many followers? It's like, oh, <laughs> got it now. Um, but yeah, yeah. we'll uh, go ahead and uh, wrap up here. Thank you again so much for doing this with me, Johan. And um, thank you. Uh, thank you for the discussion because, you know, I, with you being a writer uh, for MMA and, and just being into it as much as anyone that I know. This was definitely fun to have this conversation. Yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, we have been going on for like two hours now, so it, it must have been fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the time initially. I was like, um, I, we might cover the whole fight in 30 minutes or the whole card in 30 minutes. This, huh? Oh, shit. But yeah. um, but but we, we got it to work. Um, but otherwise, yeah. um, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for uh, the, the follows on 
on Instagram for both BJJ.wiki and Off the Mass Podcast. I, I can't thank you all enough. I greatly appreciate it. Um, make sure, again, that you're out there checking out uh, Johan's Instagram. That is J-O-H-L-O-R-80 on yes. Instagram. And then um, make sure you're, you're checking out Zach over at Student BJJ on Instagram and also his new project that just it, it's been announced oh, yeah. fully funded. So I uh, saw that. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm so so proud of that dude. Um and for you guys that are uh if you're not following it, go check it out. It's called champions underscore keep underscore score. And it, it's oh. it's uh he's gonna be releasing an app uh that's gonna help us grapplers uh basically track our progress and, and learn better. So uh, please check it out. It, it's, I, I can't wait for it. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to have them on. Cause that, that's all I want to do is talk about that thing now. And, and I, I need more details, but um, thank you everybody for everything. Um, you all continue to listen to this podcast and I'm going to continue to make it. Thank you so much. I love you all and love you. Bye. <laughs>